Simplified Chaos, Episode 1. Life is beautiful and full of chaos. And it can get slightly out of hand if that shit's not tamed. We're here to share how to simplify the little things to start leading a more purposeful life. This is Simplified Chaos. Hello, beautiful people. This is Jillian, and I'm joined by my co-host, my handsome husband, Nicholas, with also our daughter, Lucille, who is right now on the right breast trying to get some milk in her system and trying to grab all the things. So it's going to be a fun podcast. It should be interesting. Hopefully she'll behave. We've got <laughs> a, a hat with her to, to play with right now, and we'll see if that works out. But we want to welcome everybody. And thank you for listening to our first podcast. I guess before we get started and dive into the episode, we wanted to talk a little bit about you know, why we're putting on a podcast. And I wanted to put that question to my wife, Jill, because I think it was kind of her idea as we were bantering over dinner um, and probably some drinks. And we had the idea to start a podcast. So, uh, Jill, why are we doing this? <laughs> so... I really think we wanted to do the podcast because we've been having quote unquote success for our lives with doing simple living or having that type of lifestyle. And we've gotten so many great benefits and people are questioning us and saying, oh, these are great ideas. We should be doing this. And I think this is a fun way to get that message out there of all the experiences we've had, the good, the bad, and the ugly, and what we've learned. And, you know, if it works for us, I feel like it could help so many other people out there. So... And, you know, I think we feel grateful that we're able to help our friends and, and people that we've met through social media. Um, but I feel like we can help a larger audience. And I think that's what it's all about is being able to answer questions that people might not be able to ask us directly. But people who have asked those questions and, you know, ways that we've simplified things and I think we can reach a, a larger audience and, and really help some people out. So, you know, I think it's a, a good idea. I think we listen to podcasts all the time and really get a lot of benefit. We learn a lot from the podcasts we listen to. And so our hope is that, you know, we can help you learn some things about yourselves and, and how to simplify your living and, and, you know, live a better lifestyle, more intentional lifestyle so that you can be happy. Absolutely. <laughs> so that's why we're doing this. And I guess the first segment that we're going to have that's going to be reoccurring with every show, and, and there's Lucille. She <laughs> wants to, to chime in as well. Um, but we want to talk, I guess the first thing we want to do is, is start off a podcast with something that we're grateful for. So we're going to call this the gratitude segment for lack of a, more creation, but you know, it could change the name, but... At the beginning of each podcast, we want to talk about what we're grateful for. So, Jill, what are you grateful for? Uh, so, I like to really concentrate on the small little things we might overlook. Um, so, my gratitude segment is all about my right hand. <laughs> I am grateful for my right hand because 
I realized how easily I can use chopsticks with my right hand. But when I'm feeding Lucille and trying to eat dinner, and I was trying to do that with my left hand, it is extremely, extremely difficult. Well, chopsticks are difficult chopsticks, to begin with. But I mean, I feel like I got it down now. And I'm like, <laughs> okay, I got this down. You know, I'm good at sushi rolls, you know, pad thai. But then trying to eat with chopsticks on my left hand, it's like, wow, my right hand is superior greatly to my left hand. I really appreciate all the things my right hand can do because you know what? My left hand is kind of lagging and I'm grateful that my right hand can do all the things. And I, it makes me realize that I need to strengthen my left hand skills a lot. So I guess I'm thankful for Lucille breastfeeding because she's the one who opened my eyes to all the things my right hand can do and all the things my left hand cannot do. So, yeah, I, I'm be a train wreck with my left hand. <laughs> I, I'm not great with my right hand, but I would be absolute train wreck and a disaster with my left hand. <laughs> so for me, I'm grateful for ice packs. And the reason being is I need to ice my back for the next couple of days because I hurt myself. Well, this sounds silly, but we have a leaf blower and I was uh, blowing leaves and, and sucking them up yesterday. Have to get them off the lawn because we got new grass out there. And the guy, the last time I came through said, you need to pick up your leaves so that the, the grass can grow and you don't kill the grass that we, we planted. And, you know, we're spending money on that and I don't want to, you know, just throw money away. So I was out there for about two hours yesterday. It was a nice day and definitely tweaked my lower back. So you know, ice packs. Are, yeah. Yeah. When you tweak your back, sucking up leaves. Yeah. <laughs> Can't do that anymore. <laughs> so yeah, ice packs. Thank you so much. <laughs> All right. So today's episode, we are talking about simple living. And what I wanted to do is ask my lovely wife here, what does simple living mean to you? I'm so glad you asked me that, Nicholas. <laughs> um, I actually got this question from one of my followers on Instagram, and she's a mom and has a, a little boy, and shout out to you for bringing this question up. I thought it was such a good question because I feel like simple living can be, is different for everybody. And, you know, some people think simple living is synonymous to minimalist living, and there can be like this view of what that looks like, like blank walls, everything's perfect and neat, so much space, but it's so much more than that. It's just really being intentional about what you bring into your life. And I think for me, it's, it's almost like a lifestyle and it's all about curating what I want in my life and what I don't want in my life. And there is so much into that. It's not just the vision of what it looks like. It's really thinking and questioning what you're doing, what you're bringing in and you're, re you're evaluating constantly and assessing constantly because something you bring into your life five years ago, you know, it, it may have had its run and it, now it's, it's really not bringing much joy to your life anymore. So I think simple living for me is definitely a lifestyle that just helps me really make sure that everything I'm doing has meaning and purpose and I'm not wasting my time and it's not sucking my energy and I'm not just doing it to do it because that's what everyone else is doing. So it's really just being purposeful about everything I'm doing every day. And it sounds exhausting, but the more you do it and the more you practice it, it's just, it flows so much easier. And I realize how much happier I am and how much more time I have to do the things that I want to do and how much money we're saving and which is that's fantastic. But again, it all depends on what you value, and that is different for every person. Um, for me, I value time. I value time with my husband, time with Lucille now, time with my family. I really don't want to spend a lot of time cleaning. I don't want to spend a lot of time maintenancing things and dusting and vacuuming. I want to have more time and freedom to travel when we want to. And 
that's it. it I want my health too. Like I, that is super important to me. And again, like that's what I value, but some people may value, you know, they have a boat, they love sailing and that's what they value. So their lifestyle is going to look completely different. Um, but yeah, that, that's kind of what simple living means to me in a nutshell. And I, I, I feel very much the same as you in, in a lot of those aspects. Uh, you know, one of the things that I want to simplify and, you know, I need help with is, you know, our garage, a garage, our garage has become pretty much a storage facility <laughs> and, you know, it's been a, I guess a source of stress. And, and that's, I think a, another thing is, you know, when, when you have too much within your life, um, you know, you come home and there's just clutter everywhere. You know, there might be stuff on your kitchen table. You might have, you know, mail everywhere. You might not know it, but it's a source of stress and Absolutely. it eats away at you. And so us being more intentional about what we bring into the house, where we put the things in the house so that it's out of sight, out of mind, I think it's really helped us, you know, as far as, you know, stress and stress relief. And it's one less thing we have to worry about. And so like you're, you're, you're right. We do get to spend some more time with each other, with Lucille, with our families, with our friends. And that's things that we've, we've wanted to do. But when you have so much stuff and you're, you're cleaning, you know, your whole Saturday's gone cleaning the house or doing yard work, it's, uh, it's pretty stressful. So, you know, that's really how we got to where we are. So let me ask you something, Jill. <laughs> sure. What made you want to start? What was the catalyst for you to start living a more purposeful, simplified lifestyle? For me, I know for you it was the garage. The garage definitely is <laughs> is my it big thing. It looks like an antique shop, and it's getting better. <laughs> it, it is. It's getting it's much better. Progressing. Um, I'm grateful we have a garage, though. But you know, <laughs> uh, for me, it was definitely infertility. Um, we had a very difficult time getting pregnant, and it really took. I had to slow my lifestyle down in order to try to help me get pregnant, and. I started seeing an acupuncturist and it was like the best decision I could have ever made. And it's so nice hearing a third party talk about your life. You're, I mean, you're telling her what you're going through and you know, this is what I'm doing every day. Um, this is what I want to happen. And you know, she kind of stepped back and like said, wow, you are doing a lot. Like I, do you realize how busy you are? So what were some of the things that you were doing that, that was kind of, building up and, and, and causing that in your life? Uh, little things that I didn't think were stressful, but I guess they were in the end. I mean, I, I meal prep for my family every Saturday or Sunday and I grocery shop and, you know, I clean the house, we do the laundry. Uh, I work a full-time job. I'm a teacher, which is very exhausting, but it's, I love what I do. I also was working out five days a week. I was very regimented. Um, I would do like high intensity workouts because I felt like I needed to keep a certain aesthetic. Um, you know, once you get muscles and they're really defined, it's like you feel the pressure to keep it that way. And if you slightly go backwards, it's like, oh man, like I can't let this happen. I got to get back in the gym. I mean, you do get a really good high after a workout and I love that feeling. But I think that I was kind of taking it overboard and I didn't see it. So I would say all of these things we're doing and, you know, she just was like that. That's a lot on your plate. And also my mom was going through some issues. My grandparents died pretty much within a month of each other, both my grandmother and my grandfather. So my mom was going through a lot of health issues and a lot of it was stress induced. 
you know, she was having a lot of physical pain and aches throughout her whole body. And I felt like I had to fix her. Like, what can I do to help my mom? And, you know, she pretty much told me like, you are not responsible for your mom. You know, you have a lot on your plate. Your mom is the one who's going to fix herself and who's going to change. And you have to worry about you first. So she kind of brought to light the whole fact that I was go, go, go. And it was just too much. And it was putting stress on my body, stress on my hormones, which was one of the factors why I couldn't get pregnant. Right. Also being the pill a factor too. All those friends that are on the pill who have been on the pill for 20 years plus, I mean, it really messes up your hormones too. So it was like a combination of my go busy lifestyle and the pill and all of these things. And I thought I was quote unquote healthy and fit and there's no way I couldn't possibly get pregnant, but we, we couldn't. So we started in fertility treatments and it forced me to slow down because I knew my body wasn't going to get pregnant with that type of lifestyle. And it really forced me to look around and see all of the things in our house and all the things in my life that were keeping me busy. Um, and busy isn't always a good thing. Right. So it kind of helped me really pinpoint the things in my house or the things that I do or the people in my life that didn't need to be there because it wasn't benefiting me. And uh, yeah, so I have to thank Lucille for... <laughs> for us, for opening my eyes. We have eyes. to thank her for a lot of things, but Absolutely. that in particular. And I think that's kind of what brings us to where we're at today and, you know, why we're able to, you know, put this stuff out here for, for people to, to consume and to hopefully help them out because they may be going through a similar, um, you know, point in their lives that, that we were. Absolutely. Um, and, you know, I, I think we were trying to do a lot at the time. You know, you in particular, I mean, you were – a busy body. Um, like you said, you were working out meal preps, um, carrying just a lot of weight on, on your shoulders and, and, you know, just trying to make sure that everybody else was taken care of before taking care of yourself. And I think going to the acupuncturist really helped you realize that, that, that you were, you know, taking on all that burden. And, you know, we would obviously talk about things, but I think having a third party, Absolutely. You know, somebody who's not, you know, with you every, you know, step of the way and, and is an outside because obviously as, as a husband, I want to support you in the decision, you know, work yeah. for me, I saw workouts that you were doing. It made you happy. You know, you, oh, you're really did, jacked yeah. at the end of them. You know, you're like, <laughs> so yeah, pumped. let's do this, yes. you know, motivating me to, to want to, you know, work out and whatnot, even though I didn't do it as much as you. <laughs> um, and I still need to get on that train, but we'll yeah, yeah, we'll get there together. But yeah, I, I think. That was, you know, kind of the eye opener. So what were some of the things that you changed immediately? Like what, what, you know, was helping you, I guess, what started the, the simple lifestyle? What, what things were you looking at to, to change? So the first thing that changed were, was just first my workouts. Mm -hmm. um, it, I had to stop high intensity workouts, no matter how much I love them or was addicted to them. So I would just walk and that was it. I would just do a lot of walking and I just being in nature, I realized how much pleasure I got just being outside. It didn't matter where I was. It could be just stepping out of my school for recess time, just walking outside in my development. I didn't have to be immersed in like a forest <laughs> of some sort. Um, so just walking outside, it just was amazing for me. It was like uh, medicine in the air, free medicine to just make you feel better. Um, so I will say reducing the stress I was putting on my body with my high intensity workouts 
And it was really hard to stop that. I will say when you're used to doing something, that habit is really difficult to break, especially when you're trained to think like I'm supposed to look a certain way. And that left too. I realized I don't have to keep this aesthetic. Like my body is beautiful the way it is, no matter what it looks like, as long as I'm feeling good, that was all that mattered to me. So that whole mindset changed too. And, uh, I realized like when I, when we went to do fertility treatments, I had to do injections and it was every day. And it took about maybe two minutes of my life every day. But those two minutes out of my life every day were exhausting and stressing. Absolutely. Just thinking about trying to get pregnant and what my body was going to do. And it's just amazing. Like getting those injections just made me completely change what was in my house too. Cause I'm thinking I, this is taking so much of my, my strength and energy just doing these injections and I didn't physically give them to myself because I'm not good with needles. Yeah, no, that was, <laughs> that was one of the things where I know it was stressful for you because, you know, I was doing the injections or your sister was doing the injections. I, I don't remember if your mom did them or not. She um, attempted. I think she tried. <laughs> um, it's it's yeah. a little nerve wracking. I mean, you're, you know, putting a needle on somebody you love and you know, you don't know if you're hurting them or not. And, you know, you were, you were a champ through that entire process. And, you know, we are going to devote a, an entire episode to infertility, I, I, but I think, you know, it's it's important for us to talk about it in this episode because that's what really kind of got the, the ball rolling with us. Um, so, you know, we will be talking about that one more in depth and, and a lot of the other topics that we bring up um, we'll be talking about in future episodes. I just wanted to kind of throw that in there. But uh, yeah, I mean, it was it was a stressful time for you in particular, but, you know, as somebody who is you know, giving you the injections, it was pretty uh -huh. stressful on, on my end too. Um, but I will say it was more than I, you know, it's two minutes to give an injection, but, and I know we'll get dive deeper into that, the whole infertility um, process, but just going and getting blood work all the time mm -hmm. takes a lot of your time. It takes, you know, if you're driving time and your quality time with your husband or other things you want to do. So then that led to changing like our house situation, like right. what was in it and what we needed to maintain and what sucked up our time cleaning and maintaining and fixing. So yeah, that, uh, we then looked at our house and started decluttering like a mother. Yeah. <laughs> a lot of stuff ended up in the garage, yeah. which was fine, which is fine. Yeah. Um, but you know, what we've done is we obviously, we took a ton of trips to, to Goodwill, um, things that we, you know, thought that we could sell, you know, we would sell, we had, we've had what, a few yard sales in the last two years. Um, you know, yeah. gotten rid of a lot of stuff through the yard sales. I recently discovered let go and Facebook marketplace. And, you know, we've done pretty well, you know, just finding good homes for, for some of the items that we no longer, you know, we, we had use for them at one point, or maybe we didn't even have use for them. Maybe they were just there, um, just taking up space. But the nice thing with Facebook marketplace and let go is we found a lot of good homes for, yeah, it makes you feel better about getting rid of things that you thought you really liked or had some kind of connection to. Just knowing that it's going to a good home kind of makes you feel a lot better about letting go things. Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, I guess one of the things uh, and, a, and a good story we had was we were holding on to the uh, what were the, the, the figures that your grandmother had? The, oh, so my grandmother. Yeah, my grandmother was a huge Hummel collector and pretty much a lot of things that my grandmother owned were stored in our garage and my mom could just not let go of them. And 
finally a woman came and she was looking in her yard sale and we would ask anyone who came, like, is there anything you're looking for in particular? And she said, you know, I'm a big Hummel collector. And I said, oh my God, this is amazing. We have Hummels. And I looked at my mom and I told her and I could see my mom having that really, you know, emotional look on her face because she was so attached to the Hummels because it belonged to my grandmother. And we brought up the Hummels and my mom had a conversation with the woman and the woman just worship the Hummels. Like she collected them. She took care of them. It brought her pure joy to have these Hummels in her house. And my mom felt so much better hearing this story and talking to this woman and knowing the home they were going and that she gave all of the Hummels to her for a very good price. And you could just see, I guess that burden or what my mom was holding onto with those Hummels that it was like this sense of freedom and release from that stress of her holding onto them with my grandmother's death. And it was so it was not only good for me, but it was amazing for my mom, especially. And seeing her happy makes me happy. So absolutely. And I guess another point that kind of brings up is that we're not going to tell people that they can't buy things that make them happy. No, no. So no. I mean, that lady, when she bought the Hummel, she's going to put them in her house, she's going to stare at them every day. And for her, it's probably going to bring her a lot of joy. So absolutely, you know, just because we're promoting simplified living doesn't mean that we're telling you not to buy things. No. And, you know, <laughs> if you can find a practical use for them or if it does truly bring you joy and it brings you joy every day, by all means, uh, you know, get that stuff for yourself. So, And just knowing that, you know, if you do bring something to your life, it doesn't have to be permanently. It's just it could be for one season. It could be for a couple seasons. It could be for 10 years. And just knowing that just because you bring something in your life, it doesn't mean it has to stay there permanently. Like that's what it, so that's what simple living is all about for us. It's just constantly reassessing. Like, is this still purposeful to us? Does this still help us out? Is this making us happy? And if not, then we kindly let it go. And I think we're getting the hang of it now and it's taken us about two years and it, we're still, I mean, practice makes progress and, uh, it feels good. It feels so like I was happy before, but I am so much, I am jubilant now, <laughs> super jubilant. So is Lucille. <laughs> well, and I think you brought up another thing, uh, with this podcast, this is obviously our first one. Our promise to you, our, our faithful listeners is that we will continue to improve and practice makes, what was that you said again? Practice makes progress. Practice makes progress. I really like that. I have a lot of catchy slogans that I use in school. So. <laughs> so that's, that kind of brings us into our, our next segment is, you know, we'll try to end the, the episode with a quote of the day and then some things we'll, we'll bring up to take action uh, that you can take action in your life. So I think we can transition to the Absolutely. quote of the day. And this is brought to you by Jill Kasselnia. <laughs> so since we're talking about simple living and being intentional, I thought having a quote of the day to end the podcast that also relates to the topic we're talking about. I know, I know. Okay. So our quote of the day is from Mark Manson and life is essentially an endless series of problems. Don't hope for a life without problems. Instead, hope for a life full of good problems and our take action step in regards to that. So something that you can take from this podcast and try to apply is that we all have problems, obviously simplified chaos. We have chaos, problems, things that are happening. So see those problems as proof that you're living a good life today and think about what can you gain or how can you grow from that problem instead of this problem sucks. My life sucks. Woe is me. It's look at that problem and kind of see the light instead of the dark. Like what 
how can I be better because of this? And it's kind of like my infertility situation. It seemed dark and it seemed like a really shitty situation, but I feel like I grew so much from that experience. So any problems you're having today, any little tiny issues, think about it in a positive way and how you can better yourself because of it. Don't let it rule your day today. Okay, guys. Perfect. And Lucille is a perfect example of, you know, all the stuff that we went through and <laughs> just to have her in the room here with us and looking at us surreal. while we're doing our yeah. first podcast. It's uh, it's great. So, <laughs> you know, there, are, there are always going to be something good that comes out of everything. And, and again, if, if you take action and you're intentional with the action that you're taking, good things will come. Absolutely. Absolutely. So again, <laughs> We want to thank everybody for listening. We would love to hear your feedback and let us know how we did, uh, what we can improve upon, because we do want to, we, we are dead serious about, you know, continuing to put this podcast out super and serious. super serious, <laughs> but not too serious. <laughs> and you know, we want to do better and we want to make sure that we're providing content that is going to help you, um, you know, help you take action and help you live a more simplified life. So we want to thank you for listening into our, our very first episode. And we hope that you'll be back to, to listen to us on our next one. Sounds good. See you guys.